What would your life look like if you felt confident in your body and in your health habits? We believe that confidence is possible for all people. This is the Free Method Podcast, and I'm your host, Dylan Murphy, registered dietitian and owner of Free Method Nutrition. We are dedicated to empowering women to make peace with food, heal their relationship with their body, and create sustainable health habits. Come hang with us each week as we have conversations that will inspire you to live a life of freedom. Let's dive into today's show. As some of y'all may know, I have been supplementing some of Calder's feedings with Bobby over the past four months, and we have been loving it. One of the main reasons why we chose Bobby when we knew we were going to add formula to Calder's feeding is because of their high quality ingredients and simple recipe. As the only mom-led and founded infant formula company in the U.S. with an organic European-style recipe that meets all FDA standards, standards, they continue to set the bar as the leading clean infant formula. And they recently have received the Clean Label Project Purity Award and pesticide-free certification. This is huge. And really what this means, the Clean Label Project, it evaluates products for substances that would never be found on the product label. So things like heavy metals, pesticide residues, and plasticizers. And The fact that Bobby received this award gives me the confidence as a parent and the peace of mind knowing that what Calder is getting and ultimately what's going into his body contains all the ingredients that his body needs and nothing that it doesn't. So if you're in need of a high quality formula to feed your baby, Bobby definitely has my stamp of approval. Head to freemethodnutrition.com slash Bobby, B-O-B-B-I-E to order yours today and use promo code Dylan Murphy 10 so you can get 10% off. Welcome back to another episode of Free Method Podcast. I am joined today by Sammy Previtt. She is a registered dietitian, a certified intuitive eating counselor, a certified personal trainer, and the owner of Fine Food Freedom. She also co-hosts a podcast, What the Actual Fork Podcast, and then has her own podcast, Fine Food Freedom Podcast. And also, she's like a TikTok celebrity. So I feel like I am in the company of great fame. <laughs> I will Welcome never get used to that when people say that. I'm just yeah. like, oh my God, what is life? But thank yes. you for having me. <laughs> of course. Um, I honestly though, even on that note, I feel like you do a great job on TikTok. I think, yeah, I'm very impressed by the work that you do. I love following you on there. <laughs> thank you. It's it's a wild, it's the wild, wild west on TikTok. That's yeah. all I got to say. Yes. Yes. Like you can't please everyone, but mm-hmm. yes, you put out a lot of good stuff though. Um, well, I would love if you took a minute just to even introduce yourself. Um, I'm sure a lot of our followers are familiar with your work, even just from TikTok or Instagram, but just tell us a little more about you. Yeah. Well, I mean, you hit the nail on the head with a great intro. Those are kind of like the main takeaways. I always love to kind of expand on what fine food freedom is, um, because I think a lot of times when we see social media platforms, and I don't know if you get this too, like people will DM us all the time and be like, Oh, like 
you like provide services. Like I thought you were just a, an account and I'm like, mm-hmm. no, like, yeah. we are a virtual private practice made up of a team of registered dietitians and certified intuitive eating counselors. So I always love to like really give credit to my team too, because of course you'll see my face on social media and you'll see their face a little bit more and more. And especially as uh, maternity leave is right around the corner, but um, so we are a team at fine food freedom. And so I, I love to, to touch on that, but I live in Florida with my husband work fully virtual, have a French bulldog, 26 weeks pregnant. Um, and I hate to brag. I forget. Are you in Nashville? Yes. Okay. Cause it's 75 and sunny. Yeah. Here. I don't know what your weather is it's today, but horrific. I literally, there's like a window right in front of me and it is pouring rain. And I think mm. it's maybe 35 degrees here. So, Damn it. and I'm from yes. Charleston, South Carolina originally. So I'm like, what have I done to myself? Like why? Oh, what am I but Nashville's <laughs> such a fun place. Yes. Like I love it. Love I Nashville. love being here. But yeah, uh, and, you know, it's February 24th when we're recording and uh, I just like, I, this is why we live here. There's a lot yeah. of things I don't like about Florida, like pretty much what people see on the news, yeah. but there can be some really <laughs> yeah. beautiful parts of Florida. And one of yes. them is the weather and the beach. So uh, just feeling grateful for the sunshine today. Yes. Oh, I love that so much. Um, so you mentioned you're 26 weeks pregnant. I would love, and I know it's like, I mean, you could, you could probably talk for hours about your pregnancy journey. Um, but I just would love to hear even how like being 26 weeks pregnant, like how things are going for you. Yeah. I think, like you said, we could create like seven podcasts probably Mm -hmm. on everybody's pregnancy journey and just how different it is because I came from years and years of infertility. I joke that I think God was like, okay, I'm gonna make it really hard for you to get pregnant, Mm, but like, I'm gonna make your pregnancy like pretty easy. Yeah. So I feel very fortunate in that regard. Mm. Like never threw up in the first yeah. trimester. Like, oh, that's and, amazing. Yes. Cause I know we were talking about that off air, but, yeah. um, and just, I mean, I think going through infertility, you're just like, you want to be pregnant so bad. And of course, mm-hmm. you know, that was a really hard time and a difficult time, but it taught me mm-hmm. to fully like surrender and that I'm not in control of everything. Cause I, yeah like to think that I am. Yes. So it's been like going through infertility, I feel like has really been helpful to set me up for pregnancy where like, Mm -hmm. I'm not stressed. And I know that I'm not in control and Mm -hmm. my body is doing what it needs to do. And I just have to keep trusting that along with our doctors. And Mm -hmm. so baby girl's growing and Mm -hmm. doing good. And she's kicking a lot. Yes just taking it day by day and just soaking up every moment my husband and I have left together, just us two and looking forward to the sleep deprived nights. Yes. Uh, gosh, I feel like once the baby starts to kick, that's when it like felt so real to me of like, mm-hmm. there's literally a human being inside. Like this is like crazy. a straight up human. Yes. Like it like, is so weird. It blows my mind. And now I like look at Calder and I'm like, you came from me. Like it just blows my, like, I just can't wrap my head around it. It's crazy. And then like, once they start like walking and running yes. and like yes. growing into like, a, obviously they're a real human, but like, it's so funny because yeah. we think of like having a baby, but it's like, no, yeah. he, he's going to be yeah. a man. Yes. Like, it, and it's just like, like it's, crazy. It's wild. I go down these like deep rabbit holes of thought, but yeah. So just yes. feeling very, very grateful. And it's, you know, with the intuitive eating work that we do, mm-hmm. I feel grateful to have this body acceptance and body Mm. respect. And and then just this lived experience now 
of going through pregnancy because of mm-hmm. course we, you know, both support all different yeah. types of humans. And For sure. so I, I love having this lived experience to talk about the body changing in ways that mm. my body had never changed before. Yeah. So. Cause that's one thing I feel like I've learned throughout pregnancy and now postpartum is like, until you're actually like in it, it's hard to fully like understand it. Like, I feel like I could hold space for people before and not to say that you have to like be pregnant to be able to understand. But like, I think now I like can even more so get it having to like experience it myself of like, Oh yeah, my body does look different than it did before having a baby. Like, what does it look like to like still respect that and like not feel the pull from, you know, what we see in diet culture everywhere of like bouncing back air quotes. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's like everything in life, right? Like Mm -hmm. I even think about like infertility, like until I went through that, when people would talk about it before I'd be like, Oh, that's, you know, like, Mm -hmm. obviously you're like, that's horrible. And like, that sucks, but like, you don't really know the grief until you're in it. Mm -hmm. And that's like anything, but like you said, it's not that you can't hold space or have empathy or build counseling skills to support someone. For sure. Um, But yeah it's been a wild Mm. ride, but, but good nonetheless, and just taking it day by day. So one thing I would love to kind of spend some time talking on, I know, I can't even remember when I first started, started following you on social media, but I feel like when we, I don't even know if we had connected at this point, but I think when I first started following you, you were still dietitians of Palm Valley and Mm -hmm. maybe still in like kind of the diet space. And I know you've like been so open about like your transition away from like dieting and, you know, very weight centric approach and moving more now to what you and I both do of like anti-diet intuitive eating work. Um, so I just would love to hear kind of what even maybe like sparked that transition and what Mm -hmm. that looked like for you. Cause I think a lot of the people listening maybe in a similar place of like all they've really known is like diets. And so trying to like imagine and, and journey away from it, I feel like can feel scary. And then you had like the added factor of like, you're literally running a business that's like promoting one thing and shifting it to something completely different. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a, it's a crazy story. So I'll try to just hit on all the main points and we can go wherever, but I think like most dietitians, right? Like we start out wanting to help people. And I don't think that dietitians at all go into the field saying, I want to cause harm. Mm, (laughs) Like we would be like silly to say that that's the truth, but Unfortunately, when we look at our curriculum and our education and just the way that the dietetics field is unraveling, specifically this week, we just got the new guidelines from yeah. A and D, of, oh, you know, so that's horrible. a whole nother conversation, but it's very evident that our, mm-hmm. our profession is riddled with diet culture and my experience at Penn state, unfortunately, a lot of the classes were super diety and we just did a podcast not long ago with myself, Jenna and Delina, um, your Latina nutritionist on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And all three of us went to Penn state and we were just talking about how like all of our classes were just Uh like how to lose weight, how to like, Mm -hmm. like we literally have like weight management 101 where it's like restricting people. So, you know, it's taken a long time throughout the process that I'll talk about of like giving myself grace to recognize that like I was taught to do that. Mm -hmm. Like that was taught to me to go out into the world and be this little diet culture dietitian running around. Mm -hmm. Um, but it wasn't until I really like got into private practice and 
you know, was teaching what I had learned in school. And I just, I had this like inner voice or this inner knowing that it's like hard to really put words to, but I was just like, something isn't right. Like Mm. this doesn't feel right. This feels really icky. And, you know, I was still obviously like respectful to my clients and held Mm -hmm. space for them. But like when they were coming to me and said, like, I want to lose weight, I was saying, Mm -hmm. okay, let's do it. Let's cut calories. Let's restrict. Like, let's get you to where you want to be because that's what Mm -hmm. they wanted. And I was doing Mm -hmm. what they wanted, Mm -hmm. you know, being the air quotes, good dietitian that I was. But then if they could overcome the guilt and shame months down the road, when they of course gain that weight back because Mm -hmm. they couldn't maintain or sustain that restriction, duh, right? That don't work. Um, So either you wouldn't hear from them or the ones that really did connect with you would be like, Sammy, I'm failing. Or there's something Mm. wrong with me or I need a reset. And they would call. And like, that can only happen so many times until you realize like, like this doesn't work. This this isn't working. And so I just, I kept feeling more uneasy and more uneasy. And then I, I'm so fortunate that my dietetic internship class of interns Mm -hmm. who I became like our process to become a dietitian post-grad mm-hmm. school was an amazing group of dietitians. And mm-hmm. there was only 12 of us. We were very, very close. And I want to say like six out of the 12 now are all mm-hmm. in the intuitive eating space, health at oh, every size, cool. like really integrated. And one mm-hmm. of them being Haley Goodrich. Yeah. So I'll, I'll never forget like starting to see what Haley was posting when she started, she kind of moved from an outpatient setting, same kind of story where it just didn't feel right. And then kind of went into private practice. And I saw some of Haley's posts on intuitive eating. And I was just like, what is this? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, like, but like, I was very drawn to it. And so read the book, you know, listened to food psych by Christy Harrison, her podcast Mm -hmm. just started binge listening to that, starting to find things on social media through hashtags and I was just like, holy shit, this is it. Like, this yeah. is what I've been feeling, but I didn't know that there were like words and like mm. research and studies. Yeah. So unfortunately, or fortunately, <laughs> whichever way you want to look at it at this point, I was already in private practice, owned a mm. building. Like we were, um, you know, seeing clients in person and I was just like, I can't do this anymore. Like I mm. can't. I can't do this anymore. It's just, it's Mm -hmm. not good for me. It's not good for the clients. And so kind of just had to blow shit up and like start from Mm -hmm. scratch. And I think COVID, although terrible in so many ways, was a silver lining for me where it allowed me to not only sell the building, but to Mm -hmm. transition fully online. Mm -hmm. And I like to use like the it's like very, um, corny, but like the analogy of like a caterpillar to a butterfly. Like I feel like before COVID, I was like this caterpillar that was just like kind of walking around and like trying to figure shit out. And then COVID was this time where it was like the cocoon where it's like, Mm -hmm. all right, no one can see you. You're on your own. Like you're doing all the hard work. You're going to therapy, you're going to supervision with, you know, intuitive eating dietitians that have been doing this for years. Mm you're meeting with a business coach. Like I was like, okay, I have to figure this shit out because I can't keep doing this anymore. Um, and so during that time, 
uh, TikTok came about as well. And Uh very uh, interesting. And I wasn't going to get on it, but then I got on it because quarantine and you're (laughs) seeing these videos of people just so diet culture, so terrible. So I just started making content about that and what Mm -hmm. I was seeing and, and kind of learning alongside people. Like Mm. we did not sell our building until 2020 and make, I want to say May of 2020 was like my Mm -hmm. full transition Mm. to intuitive eating, but I had been fence straddling for probably a year, a year and a half, like one foot in diet culture, one foot in two and grasping Mm. for dear life being like, I can be a good girl. I can help people lose weight ethically Mm -hmm. and teach intuitive eating. No, you can't. (laughs) You can't take it from me. You burn (laughs) out. You can't do it. It's not going to work. So I fence straddled for as long as I could. And then I was just like, I can't do this. I'm going to burn out. I'm going to lose my damn mind. And, Mm. um, yeah, so we sold the building in August of 2020 transitioned everything online and, went through the certified intuitive eating counselor training, just soaked up as much continuing education Mm -hmm. and podcasts. And, and then like we always say on our podcast, like I outwardly fuck up all the time, Mm -hmm. but use it as a learning experience. And I think people can relate to that. And I think that's why I'm, I'm so happy to share my story because I hope that I can catch some of these RDs to be in some of these young, the younger generations that they don't have to do the harmful things that I did and they can just start out right away with intuitive eating. Yeah. Uh, I love that. And I, I love how openly you share it because I feel like it will, and I'm sure it already has impacted so many dietitians and like RDs to be, cause we aren't like, at least I know in my like, like school and the internship, like I never learned about intuitive eating or health at every size or like anything like that. Like we learned about how, to put people on diets. And I like to think like, we basically learned like how to give people eating disorders, which is just like messed up. And so like the more people, like I had, I work with, um, I'm a preceptor for interns here at Vanderbilt where I did my internship and literally had an intern today who was like, I'd never even heard of intuitive eating before until your rotation. I'm like, gosh, like, which, I mean, I would have been that same intern. I'd been like, I've never heard of this. Um, and one, one thing that struck me too, when you were talking about like, kind of that like middle ground of like trying to like do the intuitive eating stuff, but also like try and still like do the weight loss stuff. Like, because I think that's a big thing we see for like a lot of the people we talk to and a lot of our like clients is like, can't I do both? Like, can't I like do this intuitive eating stuff that you talk about, but still want to lose weight, like still try to lose this, you know, X amount of pounds, whatever. And why, why do you feel like that doesn't work for people? Yeah. Well, the first thing that pops into my mind is like weight gain isn't bad, right? Yes. Like some people need to gain weight. So Mm -hmm. when we're intuitive eating our body, yeah, we can lose weight. We can maintain weight. We can gain weight. We know throughout our life that our body is meant to ebb and flow and change. Mm -hmm. So if we're trying to do both, we're still holding on to the belief that smaller bodies are better bodies mm. and smaller bodies are healthier bodies when we know that's simply not true. Yeah. So, and then also thinking about just how the principles of intuitive eating work. If you are saying, I'm also going to lose weight, 
well, then we have to focus on restriction, which means we have to place our focus and the emphasis on external things, right? Numbers, calories, scale. When we know that intuitive eating includes none of that, and mm-hmm. it's learning how to turn inward and listen to that inner voice mm-hmm. and trust our body. Yeah. So it, you know, it's hard because on social media, maybe people share their intuitive eating story. Maybe there are people that do lose weight, right? Because maybe they were above their set point and they were engaging in behaviors that did like put them into a bigger body. But just because one person's experiences weight loss with intuitive eating doesn't mean that every Mm -hmm. single person's is going to be. And some people need to gain weight in order to be healthier. Yes. Yes. And I, I love what you said about like, even weight loss isn't like changing your weight. Isn't the goal at all. It's like letting yeah. go of that desire altogether and knowing too, that that can take time. Like it, oh gosh, in, yeah. in wanting to like have a more intuitive relationship with food, it can take so much time to like come to terms with like, okay, like a smaller me doesn't mean a better me. Like it can take so much time and like unpacking with a dietitian and a therapist and like doing so much inner work. And it's that work is so great. Like we live in a culture that, you know, preaches the opposite preaches that smaller bodies are better. Um, but knowing like it's impossible to try and like eat intuitively and do, you know, all of the things that intuitive eating teaches us while also trying to manipulate our body size. Yes. And I love that you pointed that out, like how much time that can take, like, cause there's such a misconception too, right? Like, oh, I'm not allowed to desire weight loss and start intuitive eating, which desiring weight loss and actively pursuing intentional weight loss are two totally different things, mm-hmm. right? Because oh, yeah. For the majority of people we work with, they've dieted for 5, 10, 20, 30, 40, Mm -hmm. 50 plus years. Of course, we're still going to desire weight loss, right? Like we're not going to pursue, like when you think about dieting, all you're doing is shrinking your body or trying to shrink your body and pursue weight loss. So if you're doing that for 30 years, Mm -hmm. you're not just going to hear the intuitive eating message and be like, oh, cool. Like, let's yeah. not chase weight loss now, right? Yeah. Like, so a big part, I'm glad you brought that up, like a huge part of intuitivity, it takes sessions upon sessions upon mm-hmm. sessions. Sometimes like you don't even get into the principles before you have to grieve letting go what mm-hmm. diet culture has taken from you, time, yeah. money, memories, and learn how to shift your self-worth outside of the size of your body, which is mm. so fucking hard. <laughs> oh yeah, very. And then at the same time, when like our culture is still very much moving one direction, still promoting like weight loss, weight loss, weight loss. And then you decide like, okay, I'm going to try intuitive eating. I'm going to try and like give up this desire to lose or give up this intentional pursuit of weight loss while everything around me is telling me that I should still keep doing it. It's like this very countercultural thing. But I mean, like I'm sure you've seen with all of your clients, I know we see with our clients of like the end result and, and even not even just the end result, like the whole process is so much more like freeing and life-giving than, you know, slapping a whatever calorie diet on someone like and, and helping them like quote unquote lose weight. Like I feel like the work, it's just so much more freeing. Oh yeah. Because the when you think about like the wins or the things that you're celebrating, like when you worked 
or not you just in general, if you work as a diet culture, dietitian, restricting people, you're literally yeah. just like celebrating a number going down and people being fucking miserable and starving yeah. Yeah. versus we get to celebrate people that like they're sharing with us. I'm just thinking of like random clients at the top of my head, right? They're like, mm-hmm. I just went to this wedding and I danced mm-hmm. all night and I ate, but I wasn't uncomfortable and I was mm-hmm. out of my comfort zone and I was talking to people and they're talking about all these things that like, yeah, sure. Food is a part of it, but they're mm-hmm. literally enjoying their life, yes. which is like yes. so important. Right. Or I yes. was able to go on date night with my partner and like be present and have this deep mm. connection. Right. Or, mm. you know, the, the stories just go on and on and uh, on, yeah. or even the health promoting aspects. Like mm-hmm. my virtual assistant who was in our group coaching for over a year, she shares her story publicly. So it's okay mm-hmm. to share this, but she was a chronic dieter you know, on keto, fasting, all the things, her cholesterol had never been worse than Mm. did intuitive eating. And her doctor's like, Hey, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. And she's like, wow, literally just like eating all the things and not restricting. And like, again, like her body, she needed to gain weight. She Mm. needed to go through that and her cholesterol Mm. leveled out. So it's not Mm. just the life satisfaction, but it's also the health aspect. And it's, Mm -hmm it's so freaking rewarding. Like there's literally nothing better. Yes. And I love that you said that too, about like the health promoting aspect. Cause I mean, we see all the time people thinking like, well, if you try to eat intuitively, you're not taking care of your body. You're not taking care of your health. And it's like, well, there's literally so many studies to show the exact opposite, like that it actually does promote, you know, help improve your health in whatever ways may be needed. Yeah. And I think that's just a, classic case of not understanding what intuitive eating is, right? It's the, it's, and it's honestly, I can relate to that because I remember when I first heard it, I was like, whoa, wait, wait, wait." so you're telling me like, we can just eat whatever we want. Right. And then people hold on to that Mm -hmm. and they think intuitive eating is just not dieting. No, because that to people is the binge, right? Like when you come off of dieting, you're out of control. You're eating all the things. Mm -hmm. So many people think, that's what intuitive eating is. You hear it all the time. They're like, intuitive eating doesn't work for me. And it's like, no, yeah. you're not intuitive eating. You're just yeah. not dieting. Yes. Yes. Because realistically, like intuitive eating can work for every single person, whether you have a medical yes. diagnosis, whether you're just, you know, whatever, like whoever you are, it can work for you. Yes. Mm. Absolutely. So you mentioned a little bit ago when we were talking about TikTok and like kind of how you even got into it of like really like talking back to like creating content that was a lot of like the opposite of what you were seeing. Um, And I know for a lot of our listeners, like it can be so hard navigating social media. I feel like especially TikTok, but even Instagram and, and just social media in general, because there's like, everyone comes off as like an expert of like, Ooh, well, this person said this, or they're posting what they eat in a day. And there's just so much noise. So what have you found to be like helpful tools for someone to like be able to use social media if it's something they enjoy spending time on, but like kind of sift through like that, like what's true, what's not true. Like, how do I, how do I know who I can trust? (laughs) That's a great question. Cause I feel like back in the day, like we could have been like, just stick to the safe hashtags, but like, we can't even do that anymore. (laughs) Like we had Evelyn Tribbley on our podcast a while ago. And she's like, if you want to get confused about intuitive eating, go Mm -hmm. search hashtag intuitive eating. And there's like more bullshit than anything. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
So I think it's, you know, I always say the only detox or cleanse we, we support is a social media one. So mm-hmm. the, before you're even going into like, is this person credible or anything like that? I think it just use your emotions. Like, does this person make you feel pleasant when mm-hmm. you're digesting their content? Right. Yeah. Like, do they make you feel pleasant physically, mentally, emotionally? Do they make you feel good? Are you getting stuff out of it? If the answer is yes. Okay. There's like one filter Mm -hmm. to kind of look at the people you're following. If the answer is no, then immediate unfollow block, mute, whatever you have to do to get them out of sight, out of mind. So definitely start there. But Mm -hmm. then again, when it comes to the people that make you feel pleasant, there's nothing wrong with doing a little bit more research, right? Of like, Mm -hmm. Do they have a website? Okay, let's go to that website. Let's see what are their credentials. Are they a dietitian? Are they a certified intuitive eating counselor? Are they a licensed therapist? Right? Yeah. Like, what? Who are they? Because mm-hmm. the amount of people that throw food freedom coach into their bio, oh, it kills me. They're a macro account, <laughs> yes. like coach. It's yes. like fucking unreal. Yeah. So, and making sure just because you see the words intuitive eating or food freedom that you don't, um, get fooled. And it's so funny. We have a Facebook community, like a free Facebook community. I can't tell you how many coaches sneak their way in there and privately message our members. And I've had to like, it's wild. And, and I'll go on these pages and they're like, we help you ditch diets and find food freedom through macro counting. I'm like, (laughs) what the like that's not it doesn't make sense these poor people in our group are like does she work for you and i'm like uh no No. first of all we'll never be individually messaging you trying to push anything on you yeah right yeah but secondly like unless you see this like account and logo like our certified account like no absolutely not so Uh, that was a side note but so, that would make, yeah, that like yeah. gets you fired right now. Oh like, my God. What it is going on? <laughs> wild. Wild. It happens all the time. Um, so yeah, I would say like do your research and you mm-hmm. can always go on intuitiveeating.org and see, okay, who th- there's a directory on there of who mm-hmm. are certified intuitive eating counselors. Yeah. Um, I think that's a great place to start as well. Mm-hmm. And just make sure you're finding somebody credible because yeah. that is like, Oh, it's so hard. But, you know, I always like to think about like myself, like I haven't always been a certified intuitive eating counselor. Right. And Mm -hmm. when I was going through that transition, I was very open about it Mm -hmm. on social media. So if you're following someone who let's say maybe isn't a counselor yet, or isn't necessarily the most, um, experienced in it, as long as they're a truth teller and they're Mm -hmm. open about their story, like there's nothing wrong with that. Right. There's so many great, like body image accounts where it's just Mm -hmm. real human beings talking about their struggles. And some Mm -hmm. of my clients, like those, those are the most helpful accounts for them. Yeah. And they're not professionals. Yes. So, and as you and I both know, there's a shit ton of dietitians out there that sure they're air quotes professional, but they're causing more harm than good. Yes. Yes. So it's like, please don't follow them. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, find a professional, but then like disclaimer, you can find people that aren't professionals and then kind of go back to that inner knowing, like, does that person make you feel good? Are they filling your cup up? Are they Mm -hmm. benefiting you? Yeah. And I love that you mentioned that about like the like non-professionals, like just people sharing like their own body image journey, intuitive eating journey. Cause I agree. Like, I think that can be so relatable for like 
people who are kind of in that same position. Cause I know mm-hmm. sometimes I even tell my clients, like, you don't have to go follow a ton of intuitive eating dietitians that may be overwhelming. Cause you may feel like yeah. I'm not at that point. Like I don't like, I just, it, it might feel scary and overwhelming. So finding someone who's kind of like in the mess of it themselves and like vulnerably sharing like the ins and outs yeah. of what they're going through and just body image stuff. Like that can be so helpful too. Or even with all of this that we've talked about, also knowing like you can take time away from social media. You can delete social media. Like social media can be a great resource, but also like taking time away, taking a break from it. Like, I think it can even be good to just assess like what that relationship looks like for you right now. I love that. I need you're you're preaching to me right now. <laughs> I, I'm like <laughs> preaching to myself too. Because my husband will like go to bed and I'm like, yeah, I'll be in in a minute. Like three yeah. hours later. I'm like uh, yeah. still on TikTok. I'm like, yes. dear Lord, yes. this freaking app. Yes. Um, but granted, like some of the stuff I follow, like I'm laughing my ass off or I'm like yes. crying because it's so yes. emotional. And I like uh, it has nothing to do with food freedom, yes. the things I follow, but um, and now I'm like on baby TikTok and uh, me too. TikTok yes. because of everything that I like. I'm like, yes. I'm like learning so much. I'm like, I've learned yes. more on TikTok than my fucking doctors. So. Oh yeah. Anyways. I know. I feel the same way. And now like motherhood, it like makes me feel very less alone. Like, cause I have, you know, friends that I can talk to, but then it's like, oh yeah, all these TikTok people, like this is how, like, yeah. So there are, there's so much good that can come from it. It's just getting the right people in your feed. Yes. Yes. And like you said, not being afraid to take a break. Mm -hmm. If you realize it's becoming an unhealthy coping mechanism or a time suck, and you could use that time being present or doing something else that you want to be doing. Yes, that's good. Um, well, Sammy, where can people find you if they want to follow you on, we've talked so much about TikToks. If they want to follow you on TikTok, on social media, your website. Yeah. Where can people find you? Yeah. So the, if we're talking TikTok, super easy, just at find food freedom. Instagram is at find.food.freedom. So there's just dots between the words. And then probably the best website to give out would be findfoodfreedomresources.com. We always have free trainings, free guides, applications to work with our team. So pretty much anything you need, that link will be in TikTok or Instagram bio, but findfoodfreedomresources.com. Perfect. And we'll have all that linked in the show notes too. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Yes. Thanks for being here today. Thanks so much for joining today's episode on the free method podcast. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a five-star review that helps others discover this message of freedom. Share this with your friends and make sure you tag us on Instagram at free method nutrition. And if you're ready to start your own journey to freedom, I'd love to offer you a free call to chat with me about your health goals. Head to freemethodnutrition.com slash free call to schedule yours. We will see you in the next episode.